the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at Jennifer-Jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are. This is Jennifer here, and I have a special guest, Stephanie Roussel. She is here with us. Say hello, Stephanie. Hi, Jennifer. Lovely to be with you today. It is such an honor. Stephanie is from France, and she is a... Uh, you were a former devout atheist, so we want to talk about that. But you have lived on three continents, four countries, five cities, so many professional roles, including a women's director and, and podcaster, ministry founder of Gospel Spice. And so there's so much to talk about. I just want to start back at the beginning, which would be your story and your conversion, how you came to know the Lord. Mm, yes, thank you, Jennifer. That is something that... Um, only the Lord can do to bring a very strong, stubborn French atheist to himself is uh, <laughs> such a testimony to his faithfulness, his kindness, mm. his generosity to the most undeserving people, of which uh, I count myself one of them for sure. So um, I actually came to the United States as a foreign exchange student mm. when I was 16 years old to do my senior year of high school in the U.S. in order to learn English because I wanted to be in business, and English was kind of a requirement, and the French school system did not do the best job at teaching me English. And I also was a bit of an adventurer and wanted to discover mm. other cultures, um, which actually to this day has a huge impact because our family is very cross-cultural, and so um, as you've mentioned, we've lived in a lot of different places. So yeah. um, I was a very strong atheist, and uh, not just by family tradition, even though my father was a very strong atheist, it was something I had truly embraced as my own. Mm. And I really believed that uh, any kind of faith, but Christianity in particular, truly was, um, you know, all the classic cliches, the opiate of the people, something for the weak, a crutch for people who weren't strong enough, uh, that you totally had to check your brains at the door if you had Mm. any kind of faith system, and especially believing in the stupidity, quote-unquote, of the cross. And my God goodness, I've been now teaching the cross and the beauty of Christ for mm-hmm. about three decades. But at the time, I wasn't uh, believing in any of that, of course. And uh, it just so happens that God, in His goodness and in His kindness, um, allowed me to spend a year with a Christian family in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And long story short, they, by their love and by their authenticity, their welcome of me, uh, gave me a chance to feel um, loved in ways that my very dysfunctional family back home in France maybe never allowed me to fully experience. And they opened their home as a safe space for me to wrestle with their worldview. Mm. And so as time went on, uh, and this is a story that could last, you know, a long time, but in, in a nutshell, through the philosophical worldview-oriented conversations that I would have with the husband, who whom I, you know, call now my American dad, and then through the acts of 
gentleness and love of my American mom, I came to the realization about halfway through my year as a senior uh, that the facts of the resurrection, historically speaking, were indisputable and that Mm -hmm. it could be historically proven that there was a man named Jesus of Nazareth who had raised from the dead. Absolutely. And you need to understand, Jennifer, that for a very devout atheist to come to this conclusion is extremely uncomfortable, to say the least. Oh, I can't imagine. As an atheist, you do not believe in miracles, let alone in the resurrection. So that led me not to faith, because there there is more to faith than just believing that Jesus rose from the dead. I mean, Satan believes Jesus rose from the dead. That's That's not really helpful. Uh, But it's a start. You cannot come to faith without this knowledge. And so that was um, an acknowledgement that meant a lot to me, but also it led me to realize that if Jesus truly rose from the dead, then he was worthy of me exploring who he really was, because that just doesn't happen. People don't rise from the dead. And that led me to a self-introspective journey of truly having to determine whether I was going to choose to trust God over myself to be the master of my life, or if I was going to continue to be intellectually proud and remain in atheism. And so it boils it down to a question of whether God was trustworthy as the master of my life, or if I would make a more trustworthy master for my own life. I think at the end of the day, faith truly rests on our understanding of God's trustworthiness above our own. And God allowed me to go through some very difficult months where I made one bad choice after another. And I think he was using it to show me that, you know, high and mighty as I thought I was with all of my 17 years of life, (laughs) I was not nearly as good as God would be. So you can hear a lot of arrogance and pride in this stubborn young French girl and God bringing me literally to my knees in acknowledgement that I was not a good caretaker for myself, much as I wanted to be. And then uh, that still did not prove he was going to be a good caretaker. But then he challenged me with something that resonates to this day and has been the thread of my entire life. Not in so many words, but he said, why don't you taste and see if I am good? Because you see, Jennifer, hmm. I love chocolate, <laughs> and if you've never tasted good European chocolate, mm. you don't really know what chocolate is all about. With all due respect to our wonderful American I audience. need to try some of this as a chocoholic, a confessed, self-confessed <laughs> chocoholic. <laughs> and, and so I can tell you, I can describe to you for hours what good chocolate tastes like, but there's going to be a point where you're going to have to take a bite. And that's what God was challenging me to do. He said, you cannot decide whether I'm trustworthy or not until you give me a chance to be trustworthy to you. And so I did something that I consider to be the most pathetic conversion story, but that's (laughs) how God takes us with all of humility. I told God, okay, I get that. I understand I need to give you a chance at trust, but I don't know that I'm going to trust you at the end of the day. So for one week, I am going to put on faith as if it was my own, I am going to taste what faith in you, total surrender, truly trusting you looks like and tastes like. And if I don't like it, God, 
After one week, I reserve the right to take my life back and move away from you. You didn't give him and much you know time. You only gave him a week? <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. It wasn't that I was setting him up for failure. I don't know. At the time, it seemed reasonable somehow. Felt like a long a very time. Good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think the root of atheism is? Is it is it that stubbornness? What is the root of atheism? Pride, mm. I would say, and and just this control freak, and also a lack of understanding of uh, true faith. How did it make I, I you feel up. in the midst, like when you were in, like steeped in it at early seventeen, sixteen? How did how did you mm-hmm. feel? Wonderful, actually. Mm. Uh, a, a lot of people would tell you that they had this God-shaped hole in their heart. You know, Blaise Pascal, my French countryman, said that. Uh, I didn't. I had no hunger for God, no desire for Him. I was very satisfied in my way of life. But then God revealed Himself, mm. and everything paled in comparison. You know, the Scriptures teach us that when you seek God, you find Him. And I love this promise. But in Isaiah, you also find a promise from God, I will reveal myself to people who are not seeking me. I will show myself to people who are not looking for me. And that, that's me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even looking for God. And yet yeah. He found me. So. And so that week was an amazing week because God just enveloped me in His love. And for the first time, in my struggle in faith, I was able to embrace with my heart what I had known for some time to be true with my head. And so it was just this sense of peace and of having to stop, being able to stop striving and to just rest for a week. I was exhausted from fighting with God. You've said, you've mentioned love twice. You've talked about the family loved you. You've talked about how in that seven days you felt God's love. Can We have a, just less than a minute left. Can you explain what about God's love? How did you experience that in that time? Acceptance. Total acceptance. I lived in a very highly conditional love home, and so this was unconditional. Obviously, I wasn't worthy of much of anything. I think I just proved, you know, I, I wasn't. And I knew it, but God had chosen me and accepted me, and there was nothing I could do for him to love me more, and there was nothing I could do for him to love me less. I love how he gave you a family to show you that love, mm-hmm. a tangible expression. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the seven days, you were well on your way to knowing the love of God. Well, here's the thing. I was. And so a few years later, a friend and I were chatting like you and I are. And she asked me what happened at the end of the week. And I looked at her and I said, oh, my goodness, the week is up. I never even thought about it again. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, we're out of time today. You are listening to Stephanie Roussel. She's from France. And I want you to stay with us tomorrow because we are going to continue this story and learn about how the French have a quiet time and the special things that we can learn about culture. She has a a Gospel Spice website that is very, very interesting. It's going to spice up the day tomorrow, so I hope you'll hang with us. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. I want you to go to jennifer-jackson.org for more resources, show notes, so many things. You've been listening to Simply for Women.
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.